Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ivor, are you having a fun time so far? Yes, I'm having an excellent time. Um, you are... Have you, you know, done many podcasts? I've done a few. I, I always enjoy them. Which is your favourite so far? Oh, um, not this one. <laughs> no, this one. It, it's, it's been a roller coaster. Um, uh, it's certainly had a lot more risky m- moments uh, than some of the other tame. We like uh, to call things. it comedy. Yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> pushing the pushing the envelope from our incredibly safe position. But but Ivo, what this is? What do you prefer? Do you prefer the ones that you do, which are more structured, or the ones that have no structure? <laughs> or ones like this with no structure whatsoever. No, I think there has been there has been an attempt at structure. Jamie has tried to keep moving things along uh, in a in a very narratively yeah. um, uh, sort of chronological way. You and I have had exactly the same life, so that, yeah. that sort of um, you know evens itself out quite nicely. We had uh, that that little quiz, um, so there's there's been a structure to. So I, what was your dad doing in Japan actually? Um, he was working uh, in uh, the financial sector. So so is my dad. Yeah, yes. bank. Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of Private Parts. Uh, we are still joined with Ivo Graham. Hey Ivo. Hello Jamie. Um, Do you know you guys have something else in common? What? Oh. That uh, so you're both very tall. Ah. And you have small penises. Ah, uh, yes. In my case, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. But except you're quite short. Well, I, I don't understand. What I don't is that a joke or is that? Yeah, it's. it's I wanted. I wanted to uh, oh, prompt Ivo to talk about his his uh, hmm. speech at the Oxford Union. I wondered oh, if that was. Oh, I this is okay. I had no going. idea where you're going with this. Okay, interesting. Okay, what happened at the Oxford Union? Um, I had to give uh, a talk uh, at. Uh, the, the, the Oxford Union, there's a comedy debate every year where they get people, uh, usually from the world of, of comedy, um, either who are at the uni or used to go uh, to come and talk about like a silly theme. And so I did it and the theme was size doesn't matter. And I think I was arguing that size didn't matter. And I started my speech in the historic building of the Oxford Union by saying, my name's Ivor Graham and I'm a tall man with a small penis. Yeah. And it felt electric to say. <laughs> yeah. From there on, you're like, I've like, got him. I was rock hard, not that anyone could tell. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was very, very exciting. Um, and uh, I can't really remember what else I uh, do you, said. Do you, get given your, do you get given your topic before you arrive? You do get given your topic because I did another one uh, at Cambridge about a year later with your old uh, partner in Chelsea, uh, Ollie Locke. Uh-huh, so, this uh-huh. is, so this is funny, right? So I Fingers remember, crossed. so I did one at... Uh, so, <laughs> we so, say that every single time we start the podcast. So, uh, so this is something funny. <laughs> so Ollie Locke w- once asked me, he said, oh, this was, uh, this was ages ago. He said, oh, uh, Cambridge, Cambridge Union would like you to come and do this debate, mm. right? And I was like, oh, okay. So, so, so they gave me a call, blah, blah, blah. And they said, oh, yes, Ollie told you about it. And I was like, yeah, this is a debate. And they said, and they gave, I can't remember what the motion was. Like, it's, it, it, was, it wasn't an obviously comedy debate. And right. I was like, okay, well, they just want me to go do a debate. Right. <laughs> so I turn up with this, this kind of <laughs> serious, really serious, serious debate. <laughs> and it's like, and I started and I was like, this is not going down well. <laughs> Quite dry. 
Yeah, this is all a bit dry. So eventually, because I then I just like rambled. Ollie Locke just laughing in the corner, knowing what he had done. He had fooled you. Yeah. Then and then and then I was like, I rambled on for a bit, and then sat down, and I was like, Oh my god, I wish I'd known it was comedy. But then I I actually did another comedy one, which actually did was funny because I knew it was a comedy one. But but it's but it's interesting though, right? So because you said you started comedy at Oxford, but you must have been interested in it before because you because you must have gone like. There must be a point we went. I'm kind of funny. I can kind of do this. Or what was it? Or did you just find things funny? The and you funny Australian talk- kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, New South Wales. <laughs> I was. I was in the state joking team. <laughs> Back at Eton, gagging for the seas. Um, I was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I I think I don't know I, I watched a lot of comedy it was such a way to be popular at school was being funny but, so it was about popularity well, but but I but like the, the die was cast quite early at school for who was popular or not I, I felt like there was a structure and a hierarchy that it was difficult to move too much up and down in do you know what I mean like yeah I get it but that's but that's probably because of your um and I could be completely wrong but that's probably because of your be you being self-aware and self-conscious so therefore you didn't feel like you could you can push your way to the top if you really want to but the fact that you felt probably felt self-conscious maybe. meant you didn't go to the top and felt like it would maybe look, might look a bit desperate exactly um particularly given that I didn't have any of the old, old Summerfield gang had moved on <laughs> um that you know maybe a couple of them could have thrown a rope ladder down <laughs> but I didn't um, so, but but so but you'd see other people being funny in class and you go I, I and you'd think of like I could do that yeah. so, but 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 I couldn't do it here because even if I said it they wouldn't laugh because because the the dynamics yeah this is because this is not no no but, it's all wrong yeah but Ivor that's but so you, funny you say that I'm sorry to cut you off but I spoke because that's why you, you still feel that way well no I spoke to a guy actually uh, who's a comedian who you may know and I can't remember his name <laughs> great <laughs> stuff. Is, yeah but you'll know who he is because right. <laughs> I can't remember him <laughs> It's, he's one of your gang, right? <laughs> but he is—he was—he went out with Dolly Alderton for a while. Yes, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's a really, really nice guy. And mm. I sat with him on a bus. And we did uh, drunk history together. Um, and he said, "It's so interesting about comedians because a lot of comedians aren't uh, aren't necessarily the ones who are outspoken and loud in the class being funny, but the ones that will sit in the class and go, oh, I could say that and make it funnier.' And, and, and that's you plan what it in your head. And you plan it in your head, which mm. is really interesting way to think of comedy." Well, it means that you're not really living in the moment, but you're, you're, you feel like you're just prepping. You're just yeah. <laughs> quietly prepping for an opportunity that may never come to like unleash all of these and things. And then you, you, you eventually get so sick and tired of the opportunity not coming that you book a stage. Yeah, exactly. So that people don't go, have a choice. Yeah. But I remember there was such a... I remember watching... And this is uh, such a vivid memory um, and, and quite a self-serving one because I've now had the good fortune to be on the show. But I remember watching Mock the Week in, yeah. in our student common room at Eton. And it, like, not that I was doing this on, on the regs, but at one point I thought of a funny quip and then... <laughs> and, and wrote in saying, you should have said this. <laughs> Dear Mr. O'Brien, while you're doing an absolutely adequate job as it stands, I, a boy with no friends at Eton, would love to nominate myself to suggest a couple of extra quips. <laughs> because my brain is active. I've... I can't quite find the right moment to do it, but I feel like this is the moment. Hypothetically, I'm the funniest guy in my school. (laughs) (laughs) I have no no evidence to prove it, but in my head, I'm smashing it every single day. 
Um, but um, right, send, uh, dear Mr. Fry. Uh, I, so I thought that, but I thought of it, and then Andy Parsons or someone said it, and everyone in the common room laughed, and I thought, I, I, literally, I literally thought a version of that same joke. I like, oh. one, one day, but you think, I'll just wait, and then going to uni, it was all new people. And I had, there were, there were some very supportive friends from outside of school, who my holidays, maybe when you were sort of 16, 17, yeah. I was like, we, we were a funnier gang. I was like, yeah, I can, I can do it a bit. Because you could hold the, the table in a sense with these people. You could hold, <laughs> you could, you could hold that position, though, right? Exactly. Because, um, because what's it, but it's interesting though, because especially, and this is, I have, I mean, I have. There are lots of positives about going to a a privately educated uh, sort of situation. Privately educated school <laughs> situation. <laughs> God, I really fucked myself today. Um, That's disgusting. <laughs> but, but it is. It's true, and there's lots of positive minds going to to a private school. Um, but but a lot of the a lot of the negatives are that it does to to and this is actually not private school but this is you know it's particularly in private schools you're all living together but it sort of happens in schools that the people with a lot of potential sometimes don't rise to the surface because it's not cool to to be that person what was cool <coughs> at school is if you're tall and good looking loud sporty those kind of things make you that cool. was your type yeah <laughs> that was my type. yeah but it does but so so people like yourself who are incredibly talented and have that don't really rise to the surface but therefore have to find the confidence somewhere else in order to follow what they actually know they can do which is i guess at, at university then you can kind of reinvent yourself it was the reinvention it was at, like i'll at, get another chance like, i'm going to be the popular funny guy yeah but also i mean you have to you, and, and friends you have to remember that you we were in very fortunate situations where and i don't have to remind you but we do know this they're in fortunate <laughs> situations where we, we you were able to go to university you'd able to do those things but some people have to go and work in the local supermarket in order to work, mm. help the family and they can't do those things so we're never actually going to fulfill what they potentially have within them yes which is unfair or it's more or a bigger risk mm. yeah i uh but it's just hard because I, I i don't want to fuck him I, <laughs> yeah, I, i'm glad you said it Jamie, because i was on the verge if you if, if you want to do comedy don't go to a supermarket because you just won't be able to fulfill your potential from there. Um, I um, <laughs> I think I don't want to keep like sort of stressing this, but no, it's interesting. I, I it's really interesting. Get, I, I don't want to be like, oh, I was I had a tough time at school, and so I didn't get to sort of explore my potential because I think the thing because you're really milking it is <laughs> I does feel like I'm milking it a little no, bit, Jamie. I, I um I think that what people say about schools, particularly like Eton, is they they do tr- you know they're very good at instilling confidence in their boys, and it doesn't necessarily mean that that will come out as like popularity and confidence at the time. But I still think that even though there was a bit of a delay between me thinking that I could do it and actually doing it later on, I still think that without so many of the things that the school gave me, even though I might have felt a bit like sort of trapped and invisible at the time, I wouldn't have had the confidence to do it. Because it gives you, yeah. you know, you're trained yeah. in public, you do public speaking at school, you you know, you've given yeah. like lots of things that I use in my comedy, like, you know, you, you, a good education, a good vocabulary, you get that sense of, and for better and worse, entitlement that yeah. people associate with, you know, public school boys. So I think it was a reaction against not really feeling like I was the king of the castle at school, but I think I still feel like I was, you know, that, that Eton contributed to it in a good way as well. Do you, do you feel um, that because you went to Eton and you're a comedian, you kind of have to address that? Or is there a point in your career where you'll feel like, well, I don't need to talk about that anymore because now it's, you know, now... Is, 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 do you Are you saying you're as in ashamed of... No, no, as in... Because in, in a lot of your acts, you do talk about it. It's mm. like something you address, you know, I- almost immediately when you're... When you, uh, you know, I, I, I've seen a few of your things, 
but but I assume it's a sort of regular thing. That you yeah, do, I or? guess so, and it has been for a while now. And it, I think I'm getting to the point where I've done it now, and yeah. I, and I need to um, get some new stuff. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not saying <laughs> that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I wasn't saying. Hey, it's, it's a bit tropey. I think. watched uh, watched a few of your <laughs> clips. Uh, basically, just one clip uh, of Renault fan. <laughs> uh, but it, I think you feel like it's it's interesting, and there's like yeah. it's it's the it's a sort of it's a thing that's unique to you, and that it's a good challenge to try and talk about it for the first few years I didn't talk about it I talked about going to an all boys boarding yeah. school but I didn't uh, drop the e-bomb as people say uh-huh. um, no one says that but <laughs> as, as Francis well, drops them every weekend if you know what I mean oh, very nice. <laughs> we, live in a, we live in a city with a, a vibrant nightlife so you'd be a fool not to and I'd like to come please um, hey everyone we're going to come back with private parts in just one second just after this Whew, there we go now let's get back into it <laughs> But what's okay? I mean, also there's so you, you've got to university. You've gained this kind of new, not new confidence, but you've gained this kind of new persona because you can be anything that you want at university. When was that moment where you were like, right, I'm actually going to go and try and do this thing that I've been saying to the television and thinking in my head so long? <laughs> <laughs> when am I going to do all the thoughts in my head? When am I going to go and do this? Actually, Dara's still not replied. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> Because surely you must have thought you probably didn't. You must have thought oh, I can go and write for somebody else. That's what you must have thought. Why don't you go and write? Uh, I guess so. Well, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't. Have, I, I'd have liked to do that, and and that's a big part of my job now. Is sure. I'll write for other people sometimes. Be one of the glory. Yeah, I think the so. Feedback. Well, and also there wasn't really like. I suppose there are ways in which when you, you start out, you can imagine writing for other people. Like there was a sketch um, thing at Oxford called the Oxford Review. Mm. I think that was my first thing was I tried to write sketches for that. But you still thought I'll probably be I'll be one of the people performing them. But also, if you've got a good joke, it's like if it's a good joke, you want you Let want to be the, you want to be yes. the one to to yes. share it with people. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're, Francis, you're bang on. Why would you give the give the glory to and someone also, else? And also, let's—I I don't know if this is the, the the elephant in the room, but uh, you've started doing stand up. Is that right? Well, I've done a few op- open mics. Would you like to keep? Would you have like you? To keep well, it on your where hat? have I been when you're doing this? I haven't watched these. Well, just just a few. How did you know that? Because uh, because you did one at Always Be Comedy uh, at oh, the yes, comedy yeah, club yeah, in yeah, Kennington, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a, a great club. You did yes, this recently. Recently. Oh yeah, yeah. no. Well, when did you do it? The other day. Really? Well, that's you didn't tell me. The congrats. Why are you telling me this stuff? Well, I, just, I, can't I haven't believe really, I've haven't really told anyone. This. Yeah, this isn't. But was it good? How did it go down? Uh, when did some of it went down, all right. Yeah, well, sorry, yo, how what, it, what are you doing? So I'm just taking a video of us while we're just casually talking. Just relax. I want to hear about this. Don't <laughs> you worry. Don't want to hear about. It. You want to put it in an Instagram. Yeah, story. I'm going to. Ivy, just continue talking. So what you did? So was it nerve wracking? Was it okay? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just taking an Instagram because we're here. Yes. All right, hello. Hello. Hello, good. Um, was it okay? Was it nerve-wracking? It's my biggest secret. Well, Ivy, I just... well Francis, I Why is that your biggest secret? Well, no, I just, I haven't, you know, I'm, 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 I'm new to it. Thieves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but I'm embarrassed because I respect how much you would want, because I didn't tell anyone that I was doing it for the first few times, because you want to sort of hone it in private. Yeah. And then invite your friends to like exactly. dig, dig five yeah, or six. Yeah, yeah. Now you've thrown me under the bus. No, no, but 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 I also. But do you know what? And I'm going to give this to Francis. Francis is um, he is incredibly funny, and he does have that because I think you definitely have. 
you know, for example, like myself, I, I'm, I can be funny, right? But there's a different way to be doing that, having stand-up funny and just being naturally funny. And mm. I don't think I could probably grasp the sense of stand-up if I tried it. Um, but I'm super... I'm sure you could. No, I probably could. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm super... But, but no, but honestly, France, so I think this is charitable. so... Like, I'm super proud of you, buddy. This is insane. So you shouldn't be ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of well, it. Well, you shouldn't hide it. I'm, I'm really excited I for you. I wasn't hiding it. I just but, Okay, you should have told me. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> I feel terrible. No, it's because, good. Because, as I say, you, 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 it is a sensitive thing. I, but why I, is it a sensitive thing? Because it's because it's very vulnerable, particularly the first gigs, and it's so different. Even though I've done, I've done five gigs now. Oh so. well, it's time to tell him then. Yeah, yeah. it's time to get well, out. Where, where the hell have I been? Who watched you on them? Oh, random members of yeah, you don't. Well, when's the next whoever's one? Whoever's at the pub. But when's the next one? Um, I don't know. Well, can I come to it? Yeah, you. you, you well, can. let's organise a party. <laughs> let's I'll go and do hell. it. That's my worst nightmare. Okay, can, well, can I just quickly ask before you go back to you? So what do you what do you walk in and open up with? Can I just get that? That's all I want. Uh, yeah, you, you can come along and watch. Oh no, and just watch. just say. I'm not going to do. Uh, I'm not it's, my, do. it's my worst nightmare. <laughs> doing doing this in, do in, in a non comedy context. Really, you have every right to, to tell Jamie. Yeah, to, no, no, to, I, to I would quite. I wouldn't box. mind doing that. Just walking and saying saying what I would be doing. All right, go on. Do your 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 opener. <clears throat> my opener would be. Um, I would walk on and I would say hello, everyone. Uh, I'm uh, Jamie Lang from uh, Made in Chelsea. How are you? And. They would then laugh because it's me from Maine Chelsea. And I say, I'm trying stand up comedy. And right. then they would laugh again. And I'd go, So I hope you enjoy this. Um, and I would probably do something like that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my open. I would introduce myself. I, I think you should try it. It's very charming, but there's not a, there's not a sledgehammer punchline in there yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, yeah, but I'm easing my way into it. I'm just, I'm just getting to know the crowd, and then next time I come back, I'll know a bit more. They say it all the manuals. Hey, do not ruin it with a joke within the first three to four minutes. Well, I tell you what. Hey, to all of our listeners, um, go and watch out for France, wherever it is. I know you don't want to tell us, but we'll watch out. For but it. also, that's the fun. You don't know. Just go yeah. and support your local comedy. Because I might pop completely. Up. Yeah. Um, but Ivor, going back to you, so when was that moment that you suddenly were like, "Okay, I'm going to go and do this"? Uh, it, well, it was in my first term at uni because there was a, there was just a, a, a club where new people could try it, and I'd gone to it and I'd watched a professional comedian, Josie Long, who's great, uh, and she was being supported by a student called Tom, and he was just some twenty year old, but he had this very funny ten minute set all about being a student. I was like, "Oh, it's." There's someone like me who's doing it, and, and he yeah. was really confident, and it went down really well. And so I, uh, I just signed up for the next one, and it was, it was, it wasn't good the first time, but it was good enough to go yeah. right. Okay, something to work with. So, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, you, got, you, you got murmurs. You got murmurs. Yeah, I got murmurs. I got heart murmurs. Yeah. So um, did you? So you wrote. So you wrote five minutes to, and then f- five minutes, yeah. and uh, I think was all you were given. And yeah. then, but what's nice is it's a very supportive community. You're always on with a few different people, so people will offer advice if you ask for it, and sometimes even if you don't. Uh, but they might invite if they run a gig, they might say, "Oh, well, you should come and do my gig." Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and very quickly, I set up my own gig at Oxford. So then I would invite other comics to come and do that. And it's just very supportive. Yeah, it is mm. very supportive. And it's fun. I mean, you guys have so many comics on the on the on the podcast. Yeah. And 
you want, you want, you know, you you ask so many questions about it. It's it's like, it's, it is an interesting world. But it, but mm. it's but it is it's it's one of the only worlds that I think that I've come across in recent times. Apart from I think um, sort of the on, entrepreneurial world where people are very happy to help one another in business and things like that. But every other world that I've experienced, I'm sure there are loads. Which other ones have you experienced? Like the porn world but every every they're very supportive in that it's world cutthroat yeah yeah but that but, type of porn. but every but every every world is pretty competitive doesn't matter if it's the social media world or mm. or, or, or or that kind of influence world or the sporting world or whatever it is they're pretty competitive but the comedy world is incredibly supportive to the point where even if they're promoting a tour they will promote their friends tours because well, everyone's on their on their own journey right mm-hmm. i suppose they're yeah, but at the same time, you're still fighting for the same thing. You're still fighting for the same kind of goal and the same audiences, I suppose. You're not going to pick your audiences. You're all fine. And, you know, if one person is touring and selling tickets, perhaps that means your tickets won't sell as well as the other people yeah. and things like that because they're not going to buy two tickets in a month to the same sort of place. That's you know? exactly it. And you are, you are aware of that. There are ways in which it's quite competitive and there are ways. I mean, it's, it's just about not letting yourself get into those sorts of thought patterns, really, I think, because it is possible to. Everyone is going for largely spots on the same sorts of TV shows, and uh, and and you know you you can measure you know who's 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 the headliner and who's the opener on the bill or who's sold more tickets than the other. Like there, there are uh, factors, but I just think most people just get on with it, keep a fairly sort of open mind and and and, um, and get on with each other. But you guys did your first tour this yeah. year, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we did, and that must have introduced you to a little bit of what it's like well, to it, stress about every it, gig in turn. Exactly, and 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 I think definitely. Um, the the sort of process of refining mm. your material well, that was kind of that was, I think the That's, tour was yeah. where I got that you know that experience of saying oh oh I can actually make it better and 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 yeah. do it differently at the next one how did you do it was it a Q and A what? what was it was it an no, actual it a, show it was a live was show yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was yeah. A, it was like a sketch show really I guess kind what? of sort of was a sick sitcom oh, with wow. and we had we had our bits where we read our diaries. Yeah, and, and as Franz said, we d- we definitely mastered it at the end. And I say the same thing, but I I had to learn to not act myself. I was very much acting myself at the beginning, and and Francis learned his things. And but what was so amazing about it is that uh, it was like playing a piano. You 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 know the or or, or when you, if you sing to a crowd, you know the moments where they're all going to start dancing. No, you or, play the piano. Yeah, but you know what? it's like a musical. I could literally stand backstage and listen to the note, and I could go one, two, three. And then I could click my fingers and at that point they would laugh because I knew the notes that were being played within the show, right. which was a really interesting yeah. way to kind of see it that I would well, honestly... Especially if you're doing something... It was, ours was scripted, right? So, so we, we kind of definitely internalised the scripts and then towards the end we got, we got better at kind of playing around with it because we could, we could go off, off track and, and find our way back to the actual... Uh, the, on 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 the on back on track but right but uh but yeah so i i think yeah so then recently obviously me doing these open mics i you know obviously it's all new material but it's it's kind of that momentum that i sort of wanted to keep it up I'm and you sort so of do the same of five over and like that's yeah but when people say what would what, what should you do when you start out it's it's really tempted to go be as creative you know write constantly but actually it really is about honing the yeah. the sort of the, the the five minute or the ten minute set and so just it tighter uh, Francis on that note we need to have your answer to the question of the week well the answer to the question of the week the question of the week if you remember is what is which which what is the gayest animal on the savannah and uh, Ivo, you said... I said the impala. And I said no the reason. hippo for no well, reason. So you're both wrong. It's actually the giraffe. Ah. Uh, 94% of male giraffes caught and have sex with other male giraffes. 
Very interesting. And a, a 100% of them like Sex in the City. It's <laughs> a good show. Good show. <laughs> Is that what we can expect from the stand-up? <laughs> yeah, more of that. Just come along to your local comedy club. Um, and also, we haven't had the diary, so Francis, I feel like you should, because it's, you know, you've done some stand-up and things like that, why don't we have your diary today? Um, mm. Rather than my diary, because I don't think we'll. Have you not done your diary? I've done my diary, but maybe I'll save it for another time. I don't feel like we can do two diaries. We've got, we've had too much of Ivo and too much of. Uh, so perhaps sorry. <laughs> what, what, what a thing to say to a guest. <laughs> sorry, I forgot you were here. Ivo's banged on a bit. <laughs> I actually was thinking, I thought, well, maybe I've steered the conversation away from myself. I brought up Francis' thing. I just, uh, you have. Jamie you sat there and like, Ivo keeps chatting. But <laughs> How do we keep Ivo down? <laughs> but Ivo, you are. You're a very, you're a very generous guest. Ivo won't be invited back. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, uh, Ivo and Jamie. Uh, well, now, myself, like, now, now I feel all like under pressure no, to be funny. Because, no, yeah, there's no Welcome pressure. to the stage, Mr. <laughs> Francis Poole, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Francis Poole. Funny, this is a stage. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah, here we go, Francis. Let's have your diary. Right. <laughs> Propped up against the stage. Tuesday. Are we in Kennington? Um. Oh wait, Monday. Sorry. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Call me old-fashioned, but I became a bit startled when I realised this woman that looked a lot like Caroline Lucas was breastfeeding her child in the seat behind me on the train today. <clears throat> it wasn't the breastfeeding public that disturbed me. It was the fact that the child was conversing with her in fully formed sentences. Hmm. Yeah, that's so intense. And the, and the Caroline Lucas comparison. She looked leader a, of the Green Party. Yeah, of she looked a lot like Caroline Lucas. Right. Breastfeeding Stuck a four-year-old. Breastfeeding like a, a, a child that could speak. <laughs> if you could imagine such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we sure a talking was it, child. It, was he sure it was when a, is the appropriate point uh, cut-off point for this activity? Surely at the point at which the child can tell their friends is a sensible start. <laughs> Yeah, I, what did you do today? Yeah, I, yeah I, you know my mum, the one that looks like Caroline Lucas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nuzzled her on the train again. There's that guy from Made in Chelsea was on the seat next to us. <laughs> I know, I'm an accessory. <laughs> on, Tuesday. Then. That's all Monday. Good busy Monday. Yeah, yeah it's great. I don't want to be judgmental, but I'm not sure I would have anything in common with someone who could look at a Boohoo Man billboard and think, shit, you know what? I'm going to buy that. <laughs> What's a Boohoo Man? <laughs> it's a clothing line. It's like a clothing line that all the influencers promote. It's so uh, true. So you're, you're sticking it to your fellow. We're never going to get sponsored by them. I, I don't want to no. be. I don't. Good, luck, good luck promoting The Economist for the rest of your life. <laughs> Tearing up that boohoo check. I guess these are the same people who walk around in those skinny, torn jeans and cuttlefish shoes on their feet. Oh no, there goes another couple. <clears throat> those what, very long t-shirts. Crocs t or sandals? No, no, those like Yeezy things. Oh yeah. Oh <clears throat> Christ. And those very long t-shirts that look like dresses. They probably also think Grimes is a talented musician. <clears throat> We're really going in today. <laughs> Also, this is pure speculation, but something tells me the Boohoo girls wouldn't associate themselves with the Boohoo men in real life. As much as the Boohoo men might like to, of course. The Boohoo <laughs> men. Not to be confused with the Bahamas, who sung Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> Wednesday. <clears throat> Isn't it annoying when you go into one of those... <laughs> Such a judgmental <laughs> He's having a really tricky week this week, <laughs> hating everything. <laughs> Really went down this week. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. Isn't it annoying when you go into one of those trendy London members clubs south of the river? 
<laughs> and they're all wearing boo-hoos. <laughs> I'm breastfeeding those seven-year-olds. And you know, you're washing your hands. <laughs> you're washing your hands in the loo. <laughs> oh, you're washing it in the loo? Yeah, in the, in the right restroom. Cut out in the middle, man. <laughs> And they just don't feel like they're getting any cleaner. And then you realise that you've been wash, you've been using the lemongrass hydrating hand and body balm instead of the, the wash soap. Yeah, it's true. I, I know the feeling. Has this ever happened north of the river or just in the one side? Well, it of happened the river? just now in the, in the loo, actually. Right, I see. Oh yeah, it's t- it's Wednesday today. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> so, oh shit. <laughs> okay, go, Francis. Is that it? That's, that's all from me. That was funny. I enjoyed that. Livid, livid I enjoyed week. that. That's, from, that's all. Hey, Ivo, listen, man. Did you enjoy the podcast? Today? Yes, I did actually. I really did. I, I felt like, of course, there were some lows, uh, but I <laughs> thought it was uh, no. It was it was great, guys. I felt like we drifted through your life quite nicely. Well, it's it's very. As f- did he. It's very. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think I need to sound like my dad again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no real plan or structure. Um, I think that um, it's, it's quite gratifying to be asked about your life, mm-hmm. undeniably. Um, and you've done a bit of research. Um, we talked about my penis size, which I was very keen to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about our shared past. I'd love to actually bring the Summerfields magazine oh, at I some point that. and have a little bit of a... Well, you've got to come back. Yeah, but then you it's actually hard do. Because, you know, we, uh, at the very mention of Borva, Francis <laughs> snapped like the jealous <laughs> husband he is. <laughs> and, uh, so we could possibly talk about that. So maybe not too much school nostalgia. I'm just going to put out that well, this has been one of my favourite podcasts. I, I Mine thoroughly, too. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hey, Ivo, listen, uh, what can we expect coming up from you? Are you touring? Can we well, I'm to doing a tour. I'm doing a tour next year. Maybe I'm going to some of the same venues that you guys went to. Uh, oh, yeah. And what's the tour called? Uh, my, it's the name of my last Edinburgh show, which is called Motion Sickness, oh. uh, which is all about my um, life plans. And where can we get tickets from? They're all over the internet, Jamie. Okay. From if your people, website? People, yeah, well, I've got a website. I, I, just yeah. plug away. I know, but I always plug, think... Don't people, just plug it. People can work it out. If they want to come, they'll find a way. I've got a way. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'd love people to sign up to my mailing list ah. because I, I'm very proud of that, actually. Well, that's a bridge too far, actually. We can't, oh, come on, Francis. We can't promote your mailing he list. He gives with one hand, he takes away with the other. And, and how do we sign up to your mailing list? It's a pinned tweet on my Twitter, okay? I vote great. You're, How's you're your being, GDPR? It's like yeah. fucking Cluedo. Just say it. <laughs> just say it. Just say it. This is your job. Ivo Graham on Twitter. Ivo Graham on Instagram. Ivo yeah, Graham on Instagram. Ivogram.com for my website. So what can we look forward to on your mailing list? Uh, about once a month. Uh, I write, which is not too much. Um, I write about uh, upcoming uh, comedy events, but I sprinkle in just a little bit of life stuff as well. If I've seen a politician's lookalike breastfeeding on a train, that's in. If I've, if I've washed my hands with lemongrass south of the river, that's in. It's, it's basically a, a bull knockoff. Uh, my, hey, can I tell you something very yeah. quickly? In my last flat that I lived in, we had a copy of Bull's Jewels. Oh, did loo. you? Yeah. Oh, no way. Oh, I love a, that. It, 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 wait, a lot of people keep it in their loo. It's a great Lou Reed. That if was you're reading it anywhere else. Do you know what? And, and, and you know what? The pass-on <laughs> rate for a book like that, because lots of people use other people's Lou's. Yeah, so. I've got, got, got another great bit of analysis. Yeah. But yeah, Ivor, also, so I'm glad life does this. This is the meaning of life. It's a cyclical. We've, we've, we've joined together yeah. after many years of being apart. We've had a fallow time, but now we are together. That's lovely, Jamie. He's <laughs> used all of his new words. I love it. Hey, Ivo, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our audience with something inspirational. Um, listen up, uh, fans of private parts. If someone like me, who let me forget in 2003, was on the verge of Australasian state greatness, can have all of my potential 
snatched away by another insensitive career move by my indecisive financier of a father. Return me a term late in the bleak midwinter to Eton College, where I would be mocked for the very accent which I was told in Australia wasn't Australian enough. <laughs> Returned to the Seas football team and uh, largely isolated from the social bucket that was school life. If I can survive this, write emails every week to Dara O'Brien, Stephen Fry, Sandy Toxvig, many of the other titans of the UK comedy scene. Receive no reply and still dare to dream of becoming a stand-up comedian. And just five years later, become one at Oxford University. Then you too, with the same level of financial backing and private education, might achieve something similar. All the very best. Ivo, congrats, thanks, buddy. Yes. We'll see you next week, everyone. Goodbye.